Well, hello, and we welcome you to the World Travel Dad Show, where we help you travel intelligently with your family, with trip planning, money-saving tips, and funny stories. We are a resource for your next travel chapter. We are excited to have you here, and we hope our adventure helps you with yours. Tips, jokes, stories, and overall fun for your ears to enjoy. Now here's our host, World Travel Dad. It's great to have you in on the World Travel Dad Show. On today's show, we are talking about Normandy, France. When we last left off, our family was headed across the English Channel to Paris on a, on the channel. We left London and we were going to get to Paris and we were going to rent a car and immediately go into the countryside. And that was somewhat of a questionable choice to some who would think it's strange to show up in a city like Paris and immediately leave that city. But for us, it made the most sense. We didn't want to overwhelm the kids with such a big city. And frankly, uh, my French um, skills weren't good enough yet, and it was just a lot to, to tackle right away. And we knew from past experience that getting into the countryside is really where a lot of enjoyment in France lies. So we took the, the metro to the car rental place, and we, we hit the road. And almost immediately, I received a speeding ticket. Um, so 0 for 1 on that, the ticket turned out to be $27. So no harm, no foul there. I must have missed going through a construction zone. There's photo radar everywhere. And we eventually arrived in Normandy in a small town called Menil Uber sur Orne, which is means on the Orne River, which is a fairly large river in Normandy. And we got there to our Jeet. At night, we met the proprietor, who was a very nice lady named Annie. And throughout our trip, she would be very helpful. And her husband, DDA, was a really nice guy. And he would bring our kids gifts when he felt like they might be getting bored. And so he'd bring them these planes to fly, and he brought them these things to bounce on and out of the street. And it was really a lifesaver. These, these towns can be kind of boring for kids. They're, I mean, they can be boring for adults. And during the day, we were doing our online school. So it wasn't uh, that big of a deal, but it is nice to have the kids have a, a way to get rid of energy. And DDA was crucial in that. So this show is all about Normandy. If you've, if you're listening to this show and you've heard about Normandy, you associate it with the D-Day landings, which we will get to momentarily. But it's a really large region of northern France. 
and we chose Normandy to have access to the D-Day beach sites. Um, but we had to stay about an hour away because we are trying to stay within a budget. So we had to stay in <clears throat> smaller towns that were cheaper. Um, but one thing about Normandy that we immediately found was that the food is terrific. It's an agrarian area that produces a lot of their own food. And um, their, the, the beef was terrific. They have this salt um, called fleur de sel, which are these sort of flakes of salt that when you use them in food, they, they sort of melt in with the food. And I could not believe how well they worked with cooking and how good it tasted. I mean, I'm going to need to buy some to take it home with me. It was terrific, this flour to sell. Very good fruits, nectarines. Kids love those. And the butter, the butter's fantastic. And I heard there's a reason for that, that where the cows are grazing is close to the sea. And the saltiness from the sea adds a salt and a sweetness to the butter that is hard to replicate anywhere else in the world. And we got a lot of the specialty butters from northern Normandy. And my son and I found a butcher in town. And he and the woman that worked there did not speak any English to us. They may be spoke a little bit, but they they didn't speak it to us. So we got to know them on French terms only. And they were terrific. And they were super nice to us. And we got various cuts of steak. We had our ground beef made right in front of us. We got pork um, kebab things to put on the grill. And we got sausages there. And the the price was terrific. The The ingredients and the goods were, were not expensive. And it was just a treat. Um, there's also a local epicerie, which is sort of like the closest thing I could think of is like a vitamin cottage, a smaller vitamin cottage for people in the States. And we bought a lot of our fruits there, our grains. So we were well fed. Now, the other thing, well, the, the area, like I said, it, it, we were an hour away from the beach site. So we had to drive to do these day trips. Um, the area was very nice and um, very beautiful. Every town we visited had a, had a nice Romanesque, Gothic-style church. Um, very expensive, well-preserved churches out in the countryside. We took three day trips, one to a town called Bayeux, and one to the Omaha Beach site itself, and then one to Mont Saint-Michel. I will start with the Bayeux side trip. This town is a real gem. I have not been to Bruges, but it 
it seems like it would be kind of like Bruges, very well-preserved medieval streets. Um, the town didn't get bombed during World War II, so it, you're you're seeing it as it was in the 1300s, and it's just magnificent. There are two main pieces of historical relevance. There's a tapestry that was created in the 11th century that depicts the Norman conquest by William the Conqueror. Um, I recommend looking into that piece of history. I had heard about it. Um, it's really easy to grasp what happened with the Dukes of Normandy and um, in, in 1066, every American kid knows that date, but they don't know exactly what it means. And it's pretty easy to, to grasp. Um, the tapestry was interesting. It, it was worth a trip. We had to do it to get school credit for the kids. I'm taking a drink of my Cafe Creme here on an afternoon in southern France. Um, the... Oh, and back to that story of the Norman William the Conqueror and um, retaking the throne in England. That's the reason why so many words in English are the same in French. And I heard as much as 40% of English words are the exact same French word. And that's kind of a sneaky fact that helps learn French. Many when I've been trying to learn the language, many, if, if I can't think of a vocabulary word, I have a 40% chance that it's just the exact same thing in English, but just with a slightly different pronunciation. It's been very helpful. And to me, that's fascinating. But there's there are these similarities because of this crossover between Normandy and England. Um, but I digress. Um, Bayeux has a wonderful church. We were there on a Saturday. They had a wonderful market. We got some oysters. I did a post on Instagram about these oysters, and they were great and, and really cheap, and that's always fun. Um, I always take note of good pricing and good products. So we had a lovely day in Bayou, and... Um, drove back to Normandy, sorry, to Menil Hubert. The other, then the, we took a day off to do some school. We went back up to the area surrounding Bayo to visit Omaha Beach. And so this is the area where if you have heard of Normandy, this is, and you're American, this is what you associate it with. This, this is one of about five main beaches that served as the landing zones during June 6, 1944. D-Day, which as far as I can tell, stands for débarquement, which is a French term that means landing. Um, I don't think it means doomsday. I think it was doomsday for Rommel. I don't think that uh, they saw a lot of this coming. Um, Rommel was the general in charge of the German occupying forces. He had replaced a prior general who apparently was not fortifying the area enough, and Rommel came in to kick some butt. And I always use, I, I tend to overuse sports analogies in, in anything I do, but 
Rommel was sort of like the the uh, sports team that is the favorite, um, and and may win the bat may win the game seven out of ten times, but maybe three out of ten times you can beat that team. But it's very very difficult. You have to throw in some trick plays. Um, General Eisenhower for the U.S. and the his allied general counterparts, Montgomery, I believe. Well, Montgomery might have been American. I, I don't know the names of the generals, but they threw in a lot of trick plays. They even created a false harbor in Aramanche, Les Bains, by sinking vehicles and, and, def- and creating a de facto harbor where there, there was none for landing craft. They created dummy paratroopers, dummy tanks. They shifted around their um, their personnel to throw the Germans off balance. Um, they had they they took bridges in two minutes or under so that they couldn't be blown up by the Germans. And one famous bridge is Pegasus Bridge. We didn't see that. Um, one thing about the area is that it takes a lot of driving to get to all these things. So if you're going to consider a trip there and you're not staying in the area, there's only so much you can do in a day. And if you stay in the area, you know, you could spend a week if you were into history and you could see all these sites. Um, we really only had a day and with kids, it's hard to keep them engaged. So we didn't see Saw Mary Glaze. We didn't see the Pegasus Bridge. But of course, we went to the American Cemetery at Omaha Beach, and that was terrific. That's a that's a great site to to go into. It's uh, free. There's a museum, um, which is pretty nice. It's a nice little museum. It's, it's good to get some school hours for the kids, um, and and see some things. Um, the and then after you hit that museum, you go out into the graveyard, the cemetery, and the weather was terrific and it and everyone was in a good mood and the sun was shining and the water was blue and we have some pictures of it and i think it was a really good contrast it really heightened the the juxtaposition between how difficult of a day that must have been and how beautiful the area is now and how um we're able to enjoy it and france is a free country because of what the Allies did. And um, uh, it, the battle for Normandy in general was a six-week battle, so it wasn't just the, a couple of days. It took six weeks to liberate the area. So when we were walking through, the kids and I and, and my wife were looking at the crosses, and you could read the, the date of death, and many, many Allied soldiers and Americans died in the weeks that followed the landing. So clearly this is a tough battle. It was just, uh, it was only getting started on these beach landings. The beach landings had to happen. And Omaha Beach was the toughest beach to take. And it was brutally difficult, massive casualties. In fact, at one point during the initial stage, they, the allies thought about just calling the thing off and and not even trying to land in Omaha. And 
I don't know how this happened, but by the end of the day, they had taken the beach. And I think a couple of movies, like I know Saving Private Ryan is centered around that particular event. Um, I, I don't know how they did it. Um, some of the other beaches actually went a little better. Sword, Juno, Gold, uh, I think even Utah. Um, some of those beaches were taken a lot more quickly, but Omaha just was sort of doomed from the beginning. But they they took they took the the, the beachhead, and the battle for Normandy ensued, and took six total weeks. We spent the morning at that cemetery, <clears throat> the American cemetery, and then um, that was it. We we didn't go to some other museums. We had promised the kids we'd go to a beach. And so I had read about Aromanche and the false beach that was created there. And I wanted to, it looked like a, a nice little town. So we drove over there, it took about 30 minutes and paid for some parking and went down and hit the beach. And it was, it was low tide, so it creates a gigantic beach. In fact, that was one thing. The Allies landed at low tide, and Rommel did not expect that. He thought they would try to get in with their landing craft on a high tide, which is the logical thing to do. But we, we threw a trick play and landed at low tide, but that just meant there was a lot more beach to get across, which really made Omaha extremely difficult, amongst other beaches. Anyway, we spent the afternoon swimming, and Aramanch is a very nice town. The water was warm, which is unusual for the North Atlantic, but it's the end. It was the end of the summer, and we just had a really nice time. We had a lunch. We um, brought some towels and just kind of laid down and got some swimming in, which is great for kids, and that's a theme of ours to always kind of allow them something fun to do when there's been maybe a heavier topic. And so they did great in Normandy. And we drove back, and now the the final day trip of Normandy um, was Mont Saint-Michel. I had heard of this place. I had seen pictures of it. Um, we, we all have. Um, but I was unprepared for actually what how neat or spectacular it, the, the, the site would be. And as, a, as an American, I'm predisposed to distrust these sort of um, tourist sites because as Americans, we always just sort of assume it's a big ripoff. I'm, and that's all we, it's, it seems like that's all you ever see are, are tourist trap ripoffs and nothing against the U.S., but sometimes that that happens um well in in europe for that matter i mean i've seen my share of them but mont saint michel is not a ripoff so we chose we had one we splurged on a hotel room there so we could stay overnight and see it at night we chose not to get a guide in normandy which would have been about 500 dollars. so we saved money there we spent about 200 dollars on a hotel in mont saint michel one of these hotels where you, you have about a 20 minute walk to get to the Mont itself. So it's a terrific location. And that's the first thing I noticed that the location of the hotel is great. I expected it to be still a pain in the ass. Frankly, even at 200 a night, I thought we'd be doing some kind of bus or it would be 
couple miles away or just that's my cynical nature. And much to my surprise, we were right there. I was able to jog up to the Mont in the morning. We were able to visit the Mont at night. Um, we had a nice dinner right in the town that was not a ripoff and it was pretty good. And, it, you know, again, I'm the whole time I'm expecting to be ripped off and it's not happening. I'm expecting the place to be overly touristy and kind of tacky and it is not happening. So I was very pleased and I would recommend if I, I would highly recommend Ma Saint Michel. Um, if it's if you, if you can go there, I, I recommend it. I, I had never really considered it. Um, but we felt like we were about an hour and a half away and we felt like we just needed to do this. And our hotel room was a little quirky. It was kind of, it was a three bed situation. Um, but it was nice and had a really great breakfast too. I mean, that was another thing. I thought the breakfast was terrific. Um, that was included in the in the price and the parking overnight was nine dollars which i mean try try paying nine dollars in in vale to park um the mont itself like i said it's, it's amazing you're walking up to this thing and it and it kind of hits you what how magnificent the structure is um it kind of creates this energy of exploration and sort of like magic childlike intrigue whatever you call it but we kind of explored it in the evening after the crowds leave and that was what we were told is sort of the thing to do and it was great we saw the sun set and we're walking up to the abbey and lo and behold they were offering the abbey nocturnes which is the you can see the the abbey lit up and we said, absolutely. It was only a little bit more than visiting the Abbey during the day. I think for all four of us, we paid about $40, $44 maybe. And you get a tour of the Abbey at night, lit up on the top of Mont Saint-Michel. Uh, I mean, that, that's, that'll be something that we cherish as a memory. And we went back the next day before we checked out of the hotel like I said, I got a jog in, which makes me happy. And I jogged up and saw the tides changing. And um, people have commented on my Instagram post with the fog that had settled in that morning. Um, and it was magnificent. And uh, we went and explored a little bit more of the Mont. It gets really crowded by about 11. And so you want to leave by then. Um, they start getting these things that we called Mont zombies. Uh, Mont zombies are tourists that kind of show up and you can imagine them just kind of wandering with their arms out, kind of like a zombie would, just kind of, you know, take me to the Mont. Um, and we didn't want to turn into Mont zombies. So we, we left. We, oh, not before we grabbed a little cup of coffee in one of these little restaurants inside the walls of the Mont. And again, I, I urge you to, to um, indulge in something like that. Stop and have lunch before you leave. I had read that it was, it was overpriced and it was crappy food, and that's not at all what I, what I witnessed. I thought the food was good. 
or the little snacks we had and the coffee and the settings memorable and you're kind of sitting there eating your snack and and the the restaurants at 11 30 are not crowded the people outside are moving by but you don't have to be part of that you can sit back and enjoy eating one of these little stone walled uh, little cafes um and and that was it then we got out and we quickly checked out and we hit the road to to uh, drive back to Menil Uber and we finished out our two weeks in Normandy and and then we hit the road towards Loire and that's that's going to be the next episode of this show I'll be talking about the Loire see you then